Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel at the LCMS International Center in St. Louis. The text is Matthew chapter 20, verses 17 through 28. The Reverend Peter Ill is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter, beginning at the 17th verse. And as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside. And on the way, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those whom it has been prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is a dog-eat-dog world out there. Everybody is jockeying for position, trying to be more important than the guy next door. Promotions, possessions, and priorities are the name of the game. Everybody is trying to get to a greater position and to show everybody else exactly how important they are. It seems normal. Everyone not only trying to keep up with the Joneses, but to outperform the Joneses and the Smiths and everybody else too. Yet, Jesus calls the Twelve and the whole church to something different, to something countercultural. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Do we ever? We know exactly what that's like. Those who lord over those, uh, those who have lord over those who have not. People with platforms influence people to be more like them. Again and again, people lord influence and in and authority in the world all the time. You don't need me to give you examples because you can just open your eyes and you see it all around you in this world. But Jesus then continues, It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
you have heard these words many times, and yet you and I still need to keep hearing this admonition from Jesus. It shall not be so among you. Oh, really? Um, <clears throat> the difficult truth of our sinful lives is that even within Christ's church, we are eager to lord authority over anybody else that we can find. We want to use our authority and our influence and our correct opinions and our priorities on others. You don't have to look very hard to see that this is not a hypothetical admonition. It's not just those sons of thunder who need to hear that we don't lord, lord authority over each other. Even here in the Lutheran Church Misery Synod, our sinful flesh leads us to a fair amount of lording. There's the way we talk about the little things. Which lectionary is better? Which translation of the Book of Concord do you appreciate more? If the jello at the potluck has to be the correct liturgical color or not? Those are the easy examples, but they belie the larger issues. How do you speak to and about the people with whom you disagree? Does personal politics and your opinion and synod politics become a verbal sparring match or even a competition to be won? Maybe it's a full-blown contact sport. If so, are you trying to lord yourself over others? That's exactly how Jesus says it isn't to be among us, and yet I stand condemned, and you do too. Wherever and however you live as a Christian, your flesh leads you to want to lord over others. If you're like me, you try to couch it well, you hide it. There's a, in our sinful flesh, this idea that we can get away with it if we just like cover it up pretty good. It's possible to try to hide the way that you lord authority over others behind research and scholarship under good order as friendly advice and ways like that. But truly, you would like others to follow your example and to be more like you, especially because you have an assumption that you belong pretty close to Jesus. Think about James and John and their mother. They asked for great places in Jesus' kingdom at his right hand and at his left. The other disciples were indignant. Who did these guys think they were? You can understand the indignation. They asked for something that the other disciples just hadn't worked up the courage to ask yet. Did the other ten think that they should have access to those spots at Jesus' right and left? You would like to say that G James and John's assumptions that they belonged in the most prominent places next to Jesus is arrogant. But, honestly, you're no better than James or John. And you need the same warning from Jesus. Jesus says that his church is not like the nations who try to lord authority over others. And we have no choice but to realize that we are guilty of being just like the sinful world around us. That is why it is so important for us to remember that Jesus is not like us in our sinfulness. And he is not like the nations of the world. He has come not to be served, not to lord his authority over others, but instead he has come to serve. 
He has come to serve you by suffering and dying upon the cross. He will drink that cup of death right down to the dregs there in front of the Roman soldiers, the crowds that were mocking him, and everybody else who was there. Because there on the cross, Jesus served you. He brought the forgiveness of your sins for those times that you arrogantly assumed that you were the greatest in the kingdom of God. He forgives you for manipulating situations to your benefit, for trying to seize power and to get others to do things your way. He serves you in his own forgiveness. He serves you his own forgiveness, humbly taking your sin upon himself so that you have his righteousness. He has indeed come to be the ransom for many. Or to put a point on it, he has come to be the ransom for you. Thanks be to God. He has suffered and died in your place for your forgiveness and for your salvation. And that is how it is in Christ's church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Chapel. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.